Excuse me. Sorry. Um, do you speak English? No, I don't. Sorry. Four. Four. <laughs> God. Hiya. Is it really number four? We are on episode number four. And it's, well, when you listen to this, it'll be Monday. Unless you're a uh, podcast member, then you'll be hearing it on Friday. But for us, it is the Friday before the Friday that the podcast members listen to. <laughs> yes. It's Friday, 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 Friday. We have reason to celebrate. I guess. We've been released from the sobriety demons. <laughs> yeah, we had a quite long detox, a bit over five weeks, I think. And all in all, it was seven. And it's good, isn't it? Seven weeks really does something. Why are you looking so weirdly at our dog? She just came in. Just like Darth Vader has come into the room, breathing so heavily. <laughs> so the reason we're excited is because she just threw up in her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> We've kind of been looking forward to having like a little cheers for the weekend and having our first little boozy drink in yeah nearly seven weeks so now we're going to do some asmr of opening our drinks yeah unfortunately i have a wine bottle with a screw top so it's not the nice plop should i do it first you do that one first listen open oh head tingles everywhere Mm, all around smells so good (laughs) okay should i should i pour it oh yeah (laughs) what are we doing Uh, and what is it you're drinking, Izzy? Um, a Pinot Grigio, ice cold. Lovely. Oh, God. Nola's a big, gross sound effects machine of burping, farting, and throwing up noises. Okay, and now I'm going to open German Krombacher pills. Ready? Here's the ASMR for me. <sighs> <laughs> but it's in a can, which is can be a... So if you're listening to this as a member on Friday night, then cheers. And to anyone who's having a Monday horrible start of the work, (laughs) tea, beer, wine, to get over the worst day of the week. I can already tell you what mine um, tastes like. You know, the sparkling wine, in Germany at least, we drink a lot of sparkling wine on New Year's Eve. That's kind of the smell, weirdly. Earthy, is it? Mm. Or sweet? Mm. Did it hit the spot? No. (laughs) it's good it's good but it's not what i expected so next thing will be the next topic 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 of the week (laughs) topic of the week topic of the week so the topic of the week will be Actually, we just made a video about it, but we thought it's so important that we also have to talk about it in the podcast. And it is about food, who doesn't love food, and especially about a very traditional British meal, and that is the Sunday roast. Mm. Slash roast dinner. Yeah, sorry, roast dinner. But Sunday roast is probably more correct. It's the weekly thing. (laughs) Yeah, some people not... 
not my family, but some people would honestly do it every single Sunday, which is insane because it's like... It's a lot of work. Yeah. 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 And it's a lot of time as well. You have to plan plan in some time to do that. You cannot just come and like, okay, we're home now. In an hour is dinner. I'm prepared now. Or I cook it now. An hour is not enough. No. I bumped into the, our neighbor recently and because um, I was telling him that I'm now spying on the neighborhood of our security camera. And he answered the door and was like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm just cooking a roast. And it was probably two o'clock yeah, when yeah. I was out there. And that food was not going to be served at all at least 5 p.m. That's how... Two is actually quite late. Don't you normally eat a roast on a Sunday around two or three? Some people have it in the afternoon for like a lunch. I mean, maybe he was in the final steps. <laughs> he actually said, I need to go. I've overboiled the potatoes now, I think, because of this oh, conversation. Okay. That was the beginning then. Yeah, so I think they had a roast dinner, but with mash. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Although the roast potatoes are really the main bit, I think. But we have something that you put like meat or uh, non-meat thing into the oven and let it, it's called braten. And it all like, (laughs) I think for everyone it derives from like poor, like a poor people tradition, right? Probably, yeah. But we don't put the potatoes in the oven. Really? You don't don't bake? No. What would you do? Just boil them? Yeah. Ugh. Put them into the gravy? Ugh. (laughs) <laughs> come on you like potatoes in any shape no really not roast potatoes are the best what potatoes do, do you not like then alright let's do a list of our yeah. favourite style potatoes number one roast potato yeah no, no not roast potato Mm-mm. I feel offended you've tried my roast potatoes they are good they're good <laughs> but not Maybe. as good as a boiled I, potato let me first say what there is so roast potatoes mashed potato Cooked potatoes, fried potatoes, um, croquettes. Do you call them croquettes? croquettes. Yeah, croquettes. Dauphinois. Dauphinois. Um, fries, chips. Does that count? Sorry for the fries, chips. Chips. Well, yeah. Okay. Does it count? Maybe it doesn't count. We we also have something in Germany called butter potatoes, which is basically like a um, hot butter sauce over it. Mm. Okay, let's stop this. Fried potatoes are good, but croquettes are also good. Yeah, does that count? It doesn't really count. Potato party. Potato fans over here. (laughs) Okay, but like a roast dinner, I think traditionally, from from an English perspective, I think it's like at the end of the week, you've got all your like leftovers and you just, I think traditionally would throw them all in the oven and just bake them all and then eat them all together and whatever remaining meat you might have. So it's traditionally for an English roast dinner, which also blends into Christmas, right? Because Christmas dinners are very similar. It's, yeah, you've got carrots, you've got your potatoes, you've got your... Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts, parsnips. Mm, you hate parsnips. I hate parsnips with a passion. The only food I won't eat. I like them. It's not it's not loft, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah, you've got turnips or swedes, depending on where mm, you're from. Also nice. And then... Things then, then this is then you can get creative. Brits do different things. Some people, I think, have baked beans, which is mental. That's weird. That is weird. But I like to do for us. I always like to have like the cauliflower cheese. Mm -hmm. Nice cauliflower cheese, lovely. What is that? Uh, Cauliflower and cheese. (laughs) (laughs) But it's also baked. 
I've just yeah, yeah, it's it. baked <laughs> cauliflower with like a cheese sauce over the top, but it's almost like a creamy mixture yeah. cheese thing. Very healthy. And what's it? Oh, stuffing, which is like yeah. bread breadcrumbs, basically with onions. Yeah, yeah, sage, onion, breadcrumbs that you kind of pour water over. You buy it ready-made, like a ready-pack thing, but it's that delicious. That is the, one of the little meals I can have. I mean, I don't overeat it. I have like two bits from it and I do feel okay, although I cannot eat yeah. onions. I think they are so processed. I think that's <laughs> There's super not, dried. not much onion over or like the onion acid is not really there anymore. And one my favorite thing, Yorkshire pudding, mm-hmm. which is just a big pastry, no, yeah, big pastry bowl, essentially. And in some pubs, if you had some pubs in England, you can even get a roast dinner. This, I love this. This is so funny. And they won't serve it in a plate. They'll serve it inside a Yorkshire pudding. So you'd be given like a huge Yorkshire pudding that's about 30, 40 centimetres wow. across. Would people eat it? Yeah, yeah. The whole thing? At the end, you sort of pick around the edge and you dip the edges yeah, you don't eat everything. of the bowl of the of the Yorkshire pudding into the gravy. Why have we never been to a pub where they do this? I have not seen one in Brighton that does it, but it's kind of like these like farm farm style pubs. Mm, let's go. Honestly, that Sunday you'd laugh your head off. You could wear it as a hat if you wanted <laughs> to. You could stick it on your head. It's so massive. This Yorkshire pudding. Yeah, now I'm hungry for one. But yeah, if you are looking to learn how to make one, then we've made in the future where now we're recording, but in the past for you listening. We've made that video. Yeah. and Who knows if I made it well or not? And who knows how big my Yorkshire puddings were? So before we move on to our next topic, uh, I just want to remind you guys that if you are an English learner or you just want to help support myself and Easy to make more podcasts or even more videos, we do YouTube videos as well, if you didn't know that, then you can become an Easy English member. And if you go to easyenglish.video forward slash membership, then you'll go to our membership site where you can, for as little as five euros a month, become a member to help support us. And in return, we'll send you learning extras. And for the podcast, we have a podcast membership. We'll give you um, an interactive transcript, which takes this very podcast and it will translate it for you interactively into a variety of different languages to help you keep up. And also, you'll get the after show, which is essentially behind the scenes bonus content once we stop recording the podcast. And this week, you'll hear myself and Easy talking about how we're preparing for Christmas. We've already got decorations up. Haters will say it's way too early. So, yeah, become a member if you want to listen. We're not crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Become a member now if you want to. Listen to us ramble on more about our preparations going into the festive period. I'm actually interested um, with the roast, going back to roast dinners. One thing I really enjoyed was being in Germany and making a roast dinner easy. Because um, one thing I, I really advise and would love if you guys at home would make your own roast dinners after watching our video and send in pictures of what you've managed to like concoct with the various <laughs> roast, like ingredients that you probably don't have that we have in um, in England, like Yorkshire puddings. You, you can, can do buy, them yourself. You can do them yourself, but it can go a bit crazy in the oven. You can buy them ready-made, frozen here. So I'd love to see what like substitutes you put in that maybe don't exist in the country you're listening from. 
because in Germany I had a fun, quite a fun time trying to find various uh, recipe, uh, ingredients that just didn't exist in shops. Easy, should we move on to the next topic? Yes, please. Let's go. Culture Club. Easy, this week we have a cultural phenomenon which I kind of knew about, but you and your family love to bring it up and laugh about in British culture. Well, not laugh about, we are astonished. As the light gets darker towards the end of the year and the temperatures plummet down to 10 degrees, one thing still remains. (laughs) (laughs) The shorts. (laughs) Not just shorts, the tank tops and t-shirts of my fellow Brits. It's so crazy. Well, it's, I, I always say 12, is it 12 though, or is it less? 12 degrees for Brits is shorts weather. I actually would disagree. I'd is, say, is it less? I don't think it's got anything to do with the degrees. I think it's got to do with if the sun is out, <laughs> honestly. This morning, the sun wasn't out. I told you right away when I started work, I looked out of the window, I was like, there's a guy in shorts and a t shirt. <laughs> and it was cold <laughs> and cloudy. And 12 degrees here, not even 12 degrees, because it's at the sea, it's always cold. So um, not always cold, that's that's obviously, we have it warm in summer, but it's it can be a bit colder than normal if you have wind. So I'm guilty oh, of it as God. well. I mean, today, actually, today was 15 degrees, but not in the morning. It was probably eight. It didn't fit, like on the weather app, it did not say feels like 15. No, definitely not. <clears> I, I, I'm also a bit guilty of it. I've also, you and your family have also had a good laugh at me underdressing. We went to a country pub and I and your parents had invited friends and there was all six of us around the table and I was the only one in t-shirt and everyone was in jackets. <laughs> but saying that, I, I even get shocked here. Can you remember when we were driving into Brighton for something and it was the day when it was not 100 kilometer an hour winds, but it was about 80 and we got to the top of the hill and there was a guy in like b- Bermuda shorts and flip-flops walking his dog. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he was almost getting blown off of the cliff. I was already cold and I saw him and I was shaking. In the car? I was shaking. I was in the car. <laughs> That's true. I was just shaking. It was so cold. Uh, oh, that like... dog was freezing. The dog even had a blow on. <laughs> the dog was freezing. <laughs> the dog was freezing. dog had a coat on. The go- dog had a coat on, yeah. Yeah, even I was like, fucking hell, that's mental. I don't know what that is. Is it in your genes? <laughs> to be honest, because I, um, I used to work in technical theatre and a lot of people wear shorts because they know at some point they're going to be like sweating or working hard. So they sort of prepare for it. I have a friend who we had on the Easy English show when we had the Easy English show on YouTube called Tom. You can go back and listen to that show. I think that show was called Fighting Friends. No, not Fighting Friends. No, not fighting men. Ah, uh, Tom Cruise, Defender of the People. <laughs> and he's called Tom, and he is a big tall Yorkshireman, and he always wears shorts. The only time I ever see him wearing trousers is at fancy events, and it just looks weird. Do you think he listens to that? He should I hope so. Correct Sh- us if it's wrong. <laughs> Shout out to the big tall Yorkshireman. That is Tom. <laughs> yeah, he only know, I only know him in shorts. It's mad. I don't know. There's like a. I've never seen him with long trousers. Yeah, and if I do, I always think, "Oh, look at you!" Like, Fancy schmancy. He's all dressed up. 
I wonder if it's just like some Brits have this. And he's like, even from Yorkshire. It's typically colder up there than it's here. Bloody freezing, probably. <laughs> but I wonder if this is just like, you know, how the Brits is are. It the Vikings. I was gonna, yeah, that's what it could be. <laughs> some Brits have French ties. Some have Roman ties. Some have Danish ties and oh, Icelandic. Yeah, yeah. That's mm-hmm. the Scandi blood pumping through people. I think wearing their Bermuda shorts and flip flops at. It's always funny in spring. I'm already looking forward to it. The first day when people get out with shorts. Shorts day. It's summer now. <laughs> they also don't really know spring and autumn, do they? No, it's it's a really <clears throat> funny sight to see because yeah. some people really go a bit too overboard, especially yeah. with flip-flops. Yeah. Like fair enough shorts, but f- <sighs> freezing feet. Cold feet. Cold oh. feet is the worst thing ever. If my feet are cold, it takes hours until they're warm again. Okay, so do we have another category? Yeah, we didn't do it last week, and I don't know why. We are going to do another unhelpful advice. Ooh, yes. Unhelpful advice. So we had an email from Dana or Dana. Shout out Dana or Dana. Um, And they wrote that they're, first of all, Uh, a huge English music fan, specifically new wave English music. Um, And they actually recommended a documentary called Synth Britannia that everyone should watch if you're into, firstly, synthesizers, and secondly, English music. And their name, I noticed, has a they have a German last name. Oh, yeah. And um, from watching this documentary, I learned that this new wave came from the one and only... Kraftwerk. Oh, yeah. Kraftwerk. What's the most Kraftwerk. famous song? <laughs> the model. That's pretty good. <laughs> and I think Kraftwerk basically inspired an entire decade of synth new wave in England. And uh, so Dana slash Dana's question, questions... Ah, why do you guys have some of the best bands? Is it connected to that great accent? Does having not so great weather make you spend more time indoors practicing chords? Is it a way for working class people to transcend into musical realms that Mm. you can create for yourself with only a little bit of money? Because I said that in this documentary, the synth was like super affordable. Mm. People couldn't afford like grand pianos and. Yeah. All these things that the um, sort of seventies <laughs> artists were playing, but you could afford a little like Korg synthesizer, and you bought me one yeah. last Christmas. Yeah, a, another German to Brit inspiration. It's a pretty little thing, isn't it? <laughs> it's really cool. Yeah. Why do we have some of the best bands in Britain? First of all, I noticed something about music in the UK when we were in a school. I think that was north of London um, with Easy German, actually. We did a workshop there and um, it was a pretty nice school. But I think it's, you can correct me if you want, it's about every school in Britain that music and arts play a big role. And in comparison to Germany, I can say a much bigger role. Back then, I remember that I even told you and said to you, wow, that's why you have all of them. Because from little on, 
kids that are like into music or want to learn an instrument are really supported in doing so. I mean, I don't know how it was in the past and I can't compare it to other countries, but so obviously you have your, I think we call them like less, ba- basic. Yeah, your, your basic subjects that you have to take. You have to do English, you have to do mathematics, mm-hmm. you have to do some form of science. Mm-hmm. And then underneath that, you then have history, geography, religious studies, and music. Mm-hmm. And then physical education is also one that you have to do, but there's not like everyone skips PE. Mm. I used to just, when we had the cross country, I used to just run home. <laughs> and I don't know if it was like that in the past, but I think obviously because of bands like the Beatles and the Rolling Stones, like the education system has obviously realized music is important, is important to our tr- culture, is important to our history. I don't really know. I'd like to watch like a documentary to get a reason why like bands in the 60s and 70s, why there's such an influx of like British music. Also, I think if you have good bands like Beatles, if you have them decades ago, it does inspire a lot of young teenagers to do something similar. And I think that's why here there are so, I mean, there are... Like that, it's not countable how many amazing bands are in the UK. Yeah, it's pretty lucky. Um, really, like Dana or Dana, this is such a good question because obviously we can't answer that. We can um, make that's why it's podcasts. unhelpful advice, but it's such a good topic, a topic that we personally actually talked about a lot. And there's also this island thing of like being a bit in solitude, although you're not, obviously, but it is this like we are all here in one thing but then there are so many differences between us and And we're so like we have this stiff up stiff upper lip and we have all this harboring emotion that we can't get out because of our traditions and music is that one way you can hear brits just crying their heart out really (laughs) absolutely which goes on to the next thing about uh dana dana asked is it connected to the having not so great weather that makes us spend more time indoors practicing chords and I have a theory which is one of my favorite bands is the Smiths they are just like I think it's kind of everyone knows who the Smiths are but if you're not into the Smiths or you don't know who they are I listen to them but listen to them on a rainy day because I sort of think you have to be in the same situation when they recorded (laughs) these songs I wrote the songs to understand them because they are like really melancholic romance songs hidden in like cool indie pop music, right? Indie pop. Well, maybe not nah. back then. They're a Britpop band or like a, I don't know what you call them, alternative rock Yeah, band. I guess, yeah. But yeah, alt rock is a different genre now, I guess. But they're kind of indie, I don't know what you call them now. I don't know what they were called back in the day. Weirdos, probably. <laughs> but yeah, listen, listen to the Smiths on a rainy day and it all kind of makes sense. You can imagine them writing the music from their bedroom windows in Manchester. Which people don't know, Manchester just rains constantly all day. Ask Ben, the old Easy English host. He'll tell you. Yeah, thank I, you very much yeah, for, listening. for listening. And as always, please, please, please leave us a comment. Uh, please like and review in your podcast app. Yeah, that means a lot to do that. Yeah. I think it helps it us helps a lot, uh, a lot. As reach more yeah. people. Definitely. And please write us an email to podcast at easyenglish.video with questions, ideas, unhelpful advice. And I want to see whether it doesn't have to be on the the email. It could be on our Instagram. 
I want to see pictures of people's roast dinners if you attempt to make one. I'd just like to see one. Oh, yeah. Check us in your stories and we'll post it. Yeah, I want post to see roast people dinner. making a roast dinner. Oh, yes, please. That's I'd good. I love that. <laughs> I'd love to see like a roast dinner made in like a, I don't know, like a Caribbean country. How would you make a, I don't know how a roast dinner would even, what you'd substitute. Yeah. Thank you very much for listening. And... We'll hear and see. No, we'll don't do anything. We'll talk to you next time. <laughs> That's weird. See you next time. See you next time. Until next time. Ta-ra. Yeah. Bye.